Hi, this is Amber. My website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. I'm a Reiki master teacher and a shamanic practitioner, and my work specializes on healing the core wound, on sacred union and divine partnership, and on transformational coaching and empowerment. I love to help those who come to see me to shine brightly and come into their power and do everything it is that they came here to do on a soul and physical level. So today's podcast, this is a quick one, I'm quickly jumping on to record this, is about social media and social media detoxing. I have to just share this. So um, I'm not a big social media junkie. Uh, I, I don't even think I understand it properly. I still kind of don't really understand Twitter. But Years ago, I created some. I created a couple of social media accounts for the healing work because friends said to me, "You need to find a way to reach people, and you should have a YouTube channel and a Facebook page and a Twitter page." So that's what I did, and I did a Pinterest board, and I've just joined Instagram in the last sort of month. Really, I'm still working it out for the healing work, and I actually found it quite a nice place to meet lovely people. You know, sometimes people book in for healings. It's a good way to just spread a really positive message to people who may not otherwise come across my work. You know, maybe they'll they'll stumble across a meditation or they'll see a post and it will brighten their day. And I really like doing that. So I don't really use it as a marketing business tool, although I know it's meant to be that now. But you know, when Facebook and Twitter started years ago, I mean, it was it was just a way to connect with your friends. And, you know, I remember years and years ago being on Facebook and it was just me and my mates just talking about, you know, what we had. And and at the time you couldn't have status updates the way you can now. So you could only get, you could only say Amber is, and then you had to fill in a sentence. So you would say, Oh, Amber is happy that she went for a run today or Amber is tired because she was working late or something, you know, and people would comment on that and you would share what you'd done for your day and your hopes for tomorrow and little shout outs oh I'm doing this thing come and support me and it was really sweet and you'd have really sweet I am messages with people and your feed would just be full of what your mates were doing and I don't know when it happened but it seems like it's happened quite recently although I'm sure it's steadily built to that is it's now become a massive marketing tool so every time I go on Facebook I'm just bombarded with live events and videos and trainings and coaching calls and buy this thing and you know you know these days it's hooked up to google so every time you do a google search for something you go on a website and you buy something or don't buy something you can guarantee that facebook will know about it because that information is i think being sold to facebook and so that day the next day there will be a featured ad that only you are seeing that's targeted towards the things that you've just been googling so i'll often find that i might have googled for something and then decided not to buy it or not to go ahead with it. And then I'll go on Facebook and there is a featured ad specifically for me advertising the very thing that I just looked at. And it's this kind of subliminal messaging, this subliminal marketing that tells us that we need more, we must buy more, we must do this course, we must do that thing. And so when you get locked into that, um, it's kind of like an addiction. So this week I decided... A couple of days ago, I was going to do social media detox. I was going to come off Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and um, email as well. I took email, um, sort of email alerts off. And I'm still on it for just vaguely kind of putting stuff out for the healing work, but I closed all my personal accounts. And the thing that I am most distressed about is that I'm finding it really difficult to come off social media. And I don't know when that happened or why that's happened, but... 
there's been a shift maybe in my energy field or maybe social media has become so huge that it's um it's sort of taking over our lives i mean if you're on the if you're on the escalator these days you no longer see ads for things you now have video image for things we're bombarded with sound and image all the time that's basically telling us to buy and basically making us feel like somehow there's something wrong with us because we don't look like a robot you know most of the images that we see on social media in magazines um you know in the media are of these faces that aren't real they've all been photoshopped to an inch of their lives they're created on a machine and we look at these images and think oh I wish I looked like that and then we must spend to look like that on those clothes on those supplements on those beauty treatments on whatever but we're not meant to look like that we're meant to look how we look we chose the right body for our incarnation you know we we chose this body and I know there's many who will say they feel like they're not in the right body and I think that's a different conversation to have so I'm not negating that experience because I I have understood it myself and I've worked with clients on that um, and I think it's a very valid experience but there is a way of thinking you know I chose this vehicle I chose to have this skin color or this uh you know eye color or this hair color because this was the right body for me to incarnate into to do the work that I'm here to do to be who I am here to be um but the bombardment of so much imagery has us I feel addicted to something that is seems desperately unhealthy I don't know when this happened, but when I walk down the street now, I see people glued to their phone screens, um, and they're doing that that we- those weird games that's got people, you know, falling off cliffs and stuff because they're so glued to a, a, a phone screen. This is insane. This is insane. Um, how did we get here? Why are we here? And how can we start to unplug? So I just wanted to share my experience because I'm not a telly addict. I don't listen to the radio. Uh, at all really um i don't really like the frequency of music that's that's sort of funneled into our systems i don't uh i don't read newspapers or magazines um uh i don't buy into bye 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 you need this this is wrong with you but i still have moments where i can get sucked into that matrix of oh, I want that thing, or um, I wish I looked like that, or let me just check Twitter again, let me just go on my Facebook page again, let me just check Instagram again. And so as I've been witnessing that happening to me, um, I've been detaching from the experience and asking myself, well, why am I doing this? What am I getting out of this experience? You know, when I'm sitting here aimlessly scrolling through feeds that mean nothing to me or people moaning about something, what, what am I actually gaining? Now, I think on some level, social media is great because it it can point you to opportunities that otherwise you wouldn't have heard about, you know, and so you can apply for loads of things, jobs, opportunities, festivals, competitions. That's when it's really positive. But a lot of the time, it's sort of just gossip, isn't it? Like it's people shouting out of windows going, have you heard this? And so we're just basically having a massive gossip most of the time. And gossip's one of the lowest forms of communication in terms of a vibrational value you know, sitting around talking about people and what we don't like is the lowest vibration that we can entertain. It just lowers our vibe. It takes us into a space of lack. I don't have, I'm missing, something is missing in me. So what do we get when we're scrolling through a Twitter feed or a Facebook feed or looking at someone's Instagram account so we can see how happy they are? You know, what what are we getting from that? I mean, it's a form of voyeurism, I suppose. 
what feelings are we experiencing? Jealousy, sadness, lust, desire, envy, anger, hatred, you know, all of these emotions aren't particularly positive. Yeah, we might look at something and experience love. Um, We might experience uh, an uplift in our mood. But then you see, now we're dependent on our Instagram feed to feel more positive. You know, if you have to go on your Instagram, Twitter or Facebook in order to feel positive because your, your guru, your coach or whatever is going to post something today and, you know, you need it to make you feel good. That's an addiction. You know, feeling good doesn't come from others. It doesn't come from an external source. It comes from within. So if we're so drawn to these external sources to make us feel good, connected, sexy, happy, loved, wanted, that's showing us what's lacking in us. You know, I often hear from so many people, and I I guess I've done this as well, you know, that you'll post something and then you're waiting for someone to leave a comment or you're waiting for someone to like what you post, whether it's a photo of yourself or a partner or um, a poem that you've written or uh, a piece of work that you've created. You know, you're waiting for feedback and that feedback makes you feel good. Oh, look, seven people liked what I did. I got eight hearts and I got a comment. And suddenly we feel really good. And I feel that there is a niceness, a niceness, a nicety to that, you know, to feel appreciated, to feel that we're reaching people but you see, now we're in attachment. If you want to share something, share something. Why be attached to what the feedback is going to be? You know, this is, we, it seems that when we're engaging with social media, what we're constantly enforcing and reinforcing are all the things that ancient scriptures and mindfulness tell us to, to deactivate, you know, for us to be in the moment, for us to be present, for us to be um, in non-attachment, uh, for us to be in non-ego, and yet how can you possibly be on social media and not be in attachment and ego um, and grasping and wanting and lack? You know, if you're posting something and waiting for people to like your post, you're in ego. Um, If you're waiting for a response, you're in attachment. And these aren't healthy, uh, high vibrational frequencies to to be placing into our body willingly or consciously or unconsciously so my invitation to any listening to this is why don't you try like I am trying right now and I am trying and I don't I'm surprised at how challenging it is so I wonder what's changed I'm not sure that I've massively changed in that I am well aware of the kind of the the black hole that social media is but I feel that it's so prevalent now and we're so immersed in it that it sucks us in despite our better knowings. You know, these days, if you want to keep in touch with someone, the first thing they're going to do is say, oh, what's your Facebook? What's your Twitter? What's your, you know, WhatsApp or whatever it is. And that's how people keep in touch with each other. And it's not really keeping in touch, you know. Back in the day, (laughs) even before mobile phones, but, you know, even when we had mobile phones, I remember the joy of having a friend ring you or you ring someone and have a good old, you know, hours conversation, two hours, three hours, just putting the world to rights, laughing and sharing. These days that would happen in a, in a social media post. You know, these days we share our most intimate details with people we barely know on social media to give us what? There was a time when we shared our most intimate details with those that meant something to us. 
and we created connection. There's an importance to connection, you know, connection isn't, connection happens in many ways, but we've, it seems that we've become addicted to a connection that is very fast and very brief and very fleeting and uh, very sporadic, very spread out, rather than connection, which is about two people looking into each other's eyes and communicating, you know, and it's all the subtleties of body language and breath and voice and inflection and, uh, and eye contact that, that tells us how this person feels about us, that, that allows intimacy to grow. Intimacy doesn't grow through a series of text messages, although we're led to feel that we're being intimate, but we're, we're, what we're actually doing is just creating a fantasy we don't really know what, how the other person is responding to the message that we send them, but because they send us a message with a lot of smiley faces or a heart, we feel, we project that there's something happening there which may or may not be happening. And it causes confusion and heartache and uh, disconnection, paradoxically, because actually what we're looking for is connection. Whereas if we were to have those conversations on the phone or in person, we are better placed to create connection. So although we have this sense that we're connected to our 500 friends on Facebook, and perhaps in some ways we are because we know very intimate details about their lives, what we're not doing is learning, is exercising that muscle in how to create deep, authentic connection that stands the test of time, that is enduring, that is lasting, that is based on something truthful, um, that allows for truthful communication. And I think all of these things are so linked because if we're not having truthful, raw communication, you know, honest, vulnerable communication with those that we're nearest and dearest to, how will we ever have those kind of relationships? You know, how will we ever have those deep, meaningful moments with ourselves and with another? And so what I'm finding as a healer um, and as a coach is that we've got this on the one hand we you know we feel so connected to people all the time through social media through whatsapp and photo messaging and all the rest of it but on the other hand the majority of my clients that i work with there is a sense of disconnect a sense of isolation um a sense of not feeling understood not feeling seen not feeling heard not feeling supported depression loneliness a yearning for love, a yearning for a union, a yearning to be with their beloved. I mean, you you would think if social media was so incredible, we wouldn't have these these empty spaces in our lives. So what we have is this incredible life that we've created on Facebook or Twitter with our our happy profile pic. I mean, no one ever seems to post a photo of themselves where they look miserable. Everyone always looks overjoyed. So we have these happy profile pics and these status updates that mean who knows what. But underneath it all, it feels like we're getting emptier and emptier and less and less connected and more and more isolated. And more and more people are saying the same things that they yearn for community. They yearn to feel connected. And so the more we yearn to feel connected, the more we seem to post photos and updates and go on Twitter and you know do all of that kind of stuff so we can feel connected. But that connection isn't going to come from a machine. It's always going to be synthetic when it's coming from our laptop or our phone or you know, Siri or whatever, it's never going to feel real. The real connection is in the alchemical connection that happens when you are sitting opposite or next to someone. That's connection. That can't be faked. Connection is sitting in nature, you know, feeling the sun on your face and listening to the birds in the trees with your back up against a tree trunk. You know, that's, that's connection. So 
yeah, my invitation is try life without social media for a week and see what that brings up for you. It's bringing up a lot for me. This is day two, I th- no, day three, day two, because I, 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 I sort of switched off very late at night, I think it was. And um, I've already lapsed, so I'm not checking social media as many times as I used to, and I've taken it it's not readily accessible on my phone, but I'm still, I'm still dipping in at least once or twice a day because the thought of not doing that makes me feel, this is what it makes me feel. It makes me feel like I'm going to miss out on something, um, that I don't know what's going on. You know, is someone saying something about me? Has someone tagged me in something? Um, I'll miss out on an opportunity. So I justify it by saying, well, this is just a work thing. I'm just going to scroll and and see what opportunities are there. And I, I can go with that. But I then find that that's not what I'm doing. I'm just kind of looking at, you know, what someone's posted. And that's not giving me anything rather than more more of an empty feeling. And then I look up and I see half an hour has gone by, 40 minutes has gone by. And all that's happened is I've not been in the moment. I've not been present with myself. I've not done anything that that was about being in the moment, whether that's meditating or painting or reading or writing or journaling or um just sitting and being. I've not done that. I've sort of been lost in this cyber world. So yeah, my invitation is, you know, what would it feel like for you to come off social media for a week? How will that impact your friendships, your relationships? I mean, I often see so many people in relationships seem to live out their relationships on social media. I find that remarkably strange. I've known married couples who tweet each other in the middle of the evening and and one of them's in one room and one of them's in another and they're tweeting each other. And I just find that remarkable. Why, why, you know, I mean, why would you, when I am blissfully happy, I don't go on social media. You know, I, I don't post photos of the things that make me truly happy because that's private. I don't post photos of my beloved. I don't write personal updates about my life. I don't do that because there's some things that I don't want to share with the world. And I sometimes really feel social media is about just sitting in a shop window completely naked, just shouting at the world about everything that you're thinking. I don't feel I want to be that person. Um, And there's also something to be said about being, you know, slightly mysterious about having that enigma about you. We seem to live in an age where nothing is mysterious anymore. You know, nothing is tantalizing. Nothing is to be discovered. Everything is laid open on a page. And it's creating unhealthy expectations. You know, we're, we're, have, we're meeting people and having these sudden connections which aren't based on anything that's, that then implode, explode, and dissolve into nothing. And we're left feeling discontented. And this becomes a pattern that repeats itself. Intimacy is not born out of speed. Intimacy is born over time and over connection, over time spent together and memories created together. And I, I feel that what's happening is that we're creating memories in terms of emojis and, you know, funny little text messages, but that's not a memory. A memory is spending the day with someone that you love and laughing together and, you know, all of those things, those kind of chemical memories that then sit in your cells can't be faked by an Instagram post. Um so yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's my invitation. Um, this is a very haphazard podcast because I've just jumped on it, but I really wanted to share this to kind of see where you're at with social media. Um, how does it make you feel? 
why do you do it? What do you share? Why do you share stuff? And what would it feel like to not be on social media for a week? You know, how would you communicate with your friends? Don't tell me that you wouldn't be able to communicate with your friends because you have a phone. And if you don't have the ability to reach them by phone, you can write them a letter. That would be a rather beautiful thing to do. You know, these days we tell people we love them on text. Um, But there was a time when you would send a love letter to someone or a gift in the post. And there's something very beautiful, very, very beautiful about that. When I was at school, my friends and I used to make each other mix tapes. And we'd sometimes record stuff on those tapes, just little messages for each other. And then we'd go home in the evening and listen to these mixed tapes that we'd made for each other. And it was fun, you know, and we'd write each other little notes during the day. And then we'd exchange these notes at the end of the day. And it would be a sharing of everything that we'd experienced because we'd been in different classes or, you know, we were in different forms. Um, And I remember waiting for these international mail envelopes to come from friends around the world. I missed and loved and, you know, couldn't see them, but they were, we, they would regularly write to me once a month. I used to have pen pals who would write to me every month and I would sit down on an evening and say, well, I'm going to write this letter to so-and-so and get my paper out on my international envelope and write in it with such care and attention. And it would be pages and pages of stuff, you know, now what you send an email, you what, post a photo and go, that looks good and think you've connected with them. I mean, there's time and effort that goes into writing a letter or making a present or a gift for someone. There's time and effort that goes into getting on a train and traveling to see someone rather than just sending them a quick instant message because you were bored and you thought you'd instant message them today. If you really missed this person, you'd jump on a train or a plane and go and see them. And if you couldn't do that, you'd save up for it. And if you couldn't do that, you'd pick up the phone and ring them, you know. But these days, it's a text message or an IM, and we feel like we've connected, but we haven't really connected. It's not really satisfying. We're not looking into someone's eyes. We're not sharing energy. So try it. Try Try a week. Try a week without social media and let me know how you get on. It's amber at sacredspacehealing.org. That's amber at sacredspacehealing.org. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. And my work is focused on core wound healing, sacred union and divine partnership, including soulmates and twin flames, uh, transformational coaching and healing and Reiki healing and distance healing. Uh, Wherever you are on your journey, including your social media journey, I wish you much love and joy until the next time. So it is and so it shall be.